What is going on, guys? Welcome back to episode number 72 of the Idols to Rivals podcast. If you didn't know, this is a podcast I record every Wednesday. We took the last couple weeks off. There were some scheduling issues with the other co-hosts. And so uh, this episode, we're doing solo dolo. So it's just going to be me, kind of like the old days. Uh, I did about the first 50 episodes or so doing it this way. It was pretty much, you know, you put on the microphone, put on a couple subjects and then just kind of talk about it. And so we're going back to the roots. Haven't done this in quite a while. Like I said, I've been had a lot of uh, a lot of friends come on, a lot of people that do podcasts that we interviewed. We had a whole bunch of stuff and we will go back to that. It's just like I said, things have been crazy with the holidays, as I'm sure you know, you know, whether you went back home, whether you uh, stayed where you were, a whole lot of things. Um, I know a lot of people are in different spots, whether you're like I said, whether you're home, whether you're not, I went home for my Thanksgiving. It was cool to see everybody that you hadn't seen in a while. Um, if you aren't home, you know, if you moved out, whether it be after college, after high school, whatever it may be for a job, it's uh, it's cool to go back and see. It kind of kind of brings you back to those times where, you know, at least for me, I grew up, you know, moving around quite a bit. So it wasn't strange for me to be in a different spot. You know, so often I had moved. I think all through college, and I know that was in the same city. I transferred schools, you know, after my freshman year. So moving wasn't really different for me. I moved down to Fort Lauderdale, you know, about eight months ago at this point, which is crazy. I remember the first podcast I recorded. I think it was, you know, one of the episodes in the 40s at this point. And it's crazy that's been eight months. Time's flying by. You know, a lot of things are happening. A lot of things are changing quick, even though, you know, eight months doesn't sound like it's quick, but it really is in the grand scheme of things. But going home, seeing everybody. And, you know, like I said, didn't really grow up anywhere for a while. You know, I spent some time in, in multiple different cities. And so going back home to people that you'd known all through college now and past college, you know, been out two years. So these are people that I've known for five, six years. And so it's some of the best friends I've ever had. And it's great to go back and see them. You know, a lot of them live and have jobs and, and work still back there. So it was cool to see the people I haven't seen fly out. And I know if, if you ever left or went away after your your college years, like I said, or got a new job or anything like that, it's it's different. It's different being the one visiting to a place that you know so well. It seems like time didn't pass at all. It seems like I I left in March and now I come back in late November and nothing nothing's changed. I'm sure a lot of things have changed, but seeing old faces, seeing people you haven't talked to in months and then just being able to join back in and, and see everybody was a, was a good time. It's been, it's been good. And I know the holidays can be really stressful for a lot of people. And same here. It's weird. I feel like once November hits, these last two months are kind of always sporadic. You have really high highs, you have really low lows, family. Great. You have, you know, work is coming to the end of the year, whether it be the fiscal year or whatever it may be. And, uh, a lot of emotions going on at the moment for everybody. And so trying to highlight the good things has always been, you know, important, especially towards the end of the month. And I, I think it has something to do with, you know, the sun going down earlier. There's just a, there's just a mood change whenever it comes around. Good things, bad things, whatever it may be. But like I said, my name is Jack. Record these episodes every Wednesday or Thursday, depending on how things go. And uh, we will be going back to our regularly scheduled, you know, co-hosts all that good stuff once we get all the scheduling come out and we're working on a couple other projects that I can't talk about right now. So those should be, you know, as soon as I can get those up, they will be up and a lot to look forward to. I'm really excited. Things are changing. I you know I got friends changing jobs, friends moving cities. And so it's cool to see people that, like I said, you've grown with that, you know, 
whether they get that new awesome job or whether they take a chance going to a different city or different country, whatever it may be. It's cool to see people's lives evolve, no matter how it can be crazy. It can be scary, you know, not losing those people, but it can feel like that if, if they're gone and if they're going to different places, but it's cool to see the growth that happens. And for some reason it always happens in my life, at least during these last two months is when, you know, big decisions are being made. Life events are happening and it's, it's crazy. You know, I went to my best friend's wedding two months ago and hanging out with another one of my best friend's kids is two sons. And it's just like, we were in eighth grade on the football field, you know, two weeks ago is what it felt like, but time's moving fast. It's, it's a journey. It's a wild ride. And really taking a moment to, to reflect and to come back to that is I think something super important to do. And it, it keeps things, it slows things down. I think a lot of times getting caught up in everything and I find myself doing it. I'll put on, you know, a podcast or a show on Netflix and then I'll be on my phone on Instagram. And it's like, there's a million different things while I'm looking at my, my to-do list. And you really, I feel like you can just let hours blaze by and you don't do anything. You don't absorb anything, but you know, you're just frying your brain with information and noise and all this stuff. And it's tough to really, you know, not just burn out on that and not to, to lose a lot of time. And that's something I'd done for a very long time was just, kind of numb my brain, whether it be through stimulus like TV or YouTube or other stuff like that. And really, you know, going from, from being a consumer to producing these things, to making this podcast, to filming YouTube videos, which we'll get into a little bit later about how all that's going to ramp up here soon. If you saw my, my Snapchat or Instagram posts over the Thanksgiving break, you'll see that I'm, I'm alluding to quite a bit because, you know, really putting the pedal to the metal here. Once again, I said, been here eight months. It feels like just yesterday I was filming a podcast saying, Hey, you know, left everything, moved down to a city that I've been to once for, for a couple of days. And it wasn't even really this city. I was only down here on the beach for you know a couple hours, but uh, we'll start how we normally do a lot of sports news. And if you know, this podcast, you know, already where it's going. Um, Iron Bowl, Alabama versus Auburn. One of the craziest Iron Bowls I've ever watched. I was at a bar on the beach and I couldn't even watch the overtime because as soon as I turned around and I'm superstitious like this with football, as soon as I turned around, we, uh, in overtime, we score, we score again. I was like, okay, I'm not turning around. So I had my, uh, one of my good buddies and who's, you know, friend of the show, co-host of the show, Sean, he, uh, he was basically narrating the game for me. He would tell me, you know, fourth down, incomplete pick, touchdown, all this stuff. And so after winning that, after coming back, after playing absolutely terribly throughout the whole game, it was great to, uh, to be able to, to bring that one home. That was one of the worst performances I've ever seen, but at the end, it really cleaned it up. And now we have Georgia this weekend for championship weekend. So there's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot of good teams and uh, college football has just been nuts this year. We, we haven't been looking like the powerhouse that we should be. I think we don't have that edge. We don't have that killer instinct. We need somebody to step up this week and, and really show what it's about. I think with that, with that leadership core, anything can happen with, with the team. And it's just, Good to good good to have some more football left. It's crazy how how quick this season has gone, and uh, hopefully we'll make it to the playoffs and then you know bring another natty home. But the stuff with the college coaches is absolutely hilarious to me. Riley Lincoln um, leaving to go to USC in you know not quite the middle of the night, but basically the middle of the night, and his contract's insane. You know they're buying both of his houses for five hundred thousand dollars over market. He can use the USC private jet twenty four seven for family things absolutely incredible by his agent whoever whoever put that 
that addendum in there is fucking hilarious. They're like, you know what? You want us to move out of Oklahoma? We got a good thing going. Okay. Um, yeah, little Susie and the wife can use the jet whenever they want to go to a, you know, a recital or a soccer game or whatever it may be. Absolutely hilarious. Oklahoma. I don't know why you would leave there whenever you had a, uh, a great program. I don't know if he was the coach under Baker Mayfield, but I know for Kyler Murray, you know, he had two Heisman quarterbacks within his small tenure there as head coach and absolutely wild. And then of course, with all the Notre Dame stuff going on with Brian Kelly and how he literally skirted out in the middle of the night and, uh, and did the old, Oh yeah, sorry about it, but I got to go break up is, is funny. That's stuff we used to do in high school where, you know, you were too afraid to face the music. So you'd text, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend and say, you know, Hey, this isn't really working out and then just never see him again. And, uh, it's crazy that, you know, all these people have it figured out. You see them all in the limelight and then they do stuff like this and you hear about all these other stories that come out. They're like, oh, actually, they, you know, they're human and they, they fuck up too. Is It's funny to see, you know, obviously as a Notre Dame fan or an OU fan, I'm sure it sucks, but it's, uh, it's funny to see all these, you know, these superstar personalities and, and big players in college football kind of get these stories come out of the woodwork and show that, you know, they, they pull some stuff too. So it's not, it's not just normal people, so to say. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for championship weekend. Georgia is going to be an absolute battle and hopefully, hopefully we get in the playoffs. I can't believe Cincinnati's ranked um, as high as they are. I think they're garbage. Uh, well, I'll take that back. They're not garbage, but they definitely shouldn't be in the playoffs. And so after college football is done, you know, we have a kind of a hiatus of sports. I got to get down to some of these, you know, Miami games. I want to go to the Panthers game. They look amazing. I want to go to a heat game. And, um, I, I believe there's quite a few weeks left in the NFL. So if I can get, make it to another Dolphins game, that'd be great because the one I went to was fantastic. Although Tua got hurt and they got blown out 35-0 to zero by the Bills, it was still a still a great experience going to that Hard Rock Stadium, which I'd said for years I wanted to go to because that's where Peyton won a Super Bowl. That's where we won a Natty. And it was just good times all around. But it's it's crazy to see the uh, the world shake up like that and, and kind of pivoting towards that with, with – Quite a few things. Um, so news broke this week that uh, Virgil Abloh, and I, I believe I'm saying his last name right. I, I could be wrong. Um, he was the you know head creative director of Louis Vuitton, all this stuff, a lot of fashion, a lot of art, um, stuff I was really into. I loved his designs. I loved the way he brought you know Off-White. He's the, uh, the founder of that the way he really kind of mixed it all up. And I wasn't really into, you know, fashion and things like that. I, I the high end stuff, I'm kind of, you know, kind of don't like, don't really believe in. It seems kind of, you know, fake to me, but with the streetwear stuff, I've always been, been into that since, you know, being younger and he was a major player. And so he was struggling with his own illnesses. Um, and unfortunately passed away at a super young age. I think he was like 40, 41. And, um, right now Art Basel's going on in Miami. So it's right down the road. And he, uh, his last couple days of the Louis Vuitton show, um, were, you know, yesterday and today. So it was tough to see. They, they, they built a statue for him and, and honored him, but he was a big proponent of, you know, shaking things up. And I, I think a lot of these celebrities that you see captions, I'm sure, you know, you've seen friends or, or Kanye or whoever it may be that, that, uh, that he influenced or that he was friends with or the circles he ran in, they called him a disruptor a lot. And that, that term kind of didn't really mean a lot to me. I figured, you know, creative, all this stuff, but the more I think about it, the, the term disruptor, and I was watching the, uh, the full send podcast here recently, and uh, Chad Ochocinco was on it. Chad Johnson um, was on there talking about sort of the same thing. It was, you know, why do all these athletes lose money? They spend it on watches and jewelry, and which is stuff I'm super into. Um, 
talking about how, you know, like, what are you trying to prove? Why, if everyone's going that way, why aren't you going the other way? All this stuff. And I think that that was kind of the big concept that he lived by that Virgil, you know, really, really found his voice in was, was disrupting and being different and doing that. You know, he was famous for, like I said, off white deconstructing, having the hang tags on there or, you know, the, the script on the side that makes it look like a sample in the factory and all this stuff and, and just really being kind of off the wall, but I think in a, in a super tasteful way, as opposed to just absolutely being ridiculous to be ridiculous. I know people see fashion shows and all these memes that, that come out of just stupid stuff, like wearing a trash bag or a fucking traffic cone, whatever it may be just to be ridiculous for the sake of it. And um, this doesn't go just to fashion. It's, it's more of, you know, pursuing whatever it is you want to get after. And that's once again, the the thesis of this podcast is idols to rivals. And that is, you know, I mean, 24 seven, and it's come up more and more in my life, you know, as I progress and as bigger decisions are needing to be made and a lot will, will have to come out, you know, come out of the woodwork here pretty soon. But the more, you know, the, the bigger decisions that have to be made, the tougher it is to, to go the way that you want to go. You know, you have friends, family pulling you in a certain direction and, you know, whether it be, you know, I don't have the media coverage as these people do, which I'm, I'm assuming, you know, once you make it to kind of a higher level, I think it, it's easier to have the friends on board or have family on board because you've shown that that sign of success. And instead you're fighting, you know, comments or you're fighting bullshit news articles, anything like that. But I think when you're really starting off, it's you're fighting the the friends and the family and the parents, and the brothers and sisters and, and, you know, hey, take the safe route. Hey, do this, you know, stay away from risk. And I think that's a, I think that's a lot tougher now. I haven't been in that situation yet to where it is, you know, thousands of comments on an Instagram post or a YouTube video will be there one day. And, and I'll be able to tell you, we can look back on episode number 72 of the Idol survivals podcast and see, you know, maybe I'm dead wrong, but that's the, that's the polarity I've seen is, you know, you're, you're, you're facing a mass crowd, you know, once you have tasted success of just like, ah, oh, maybe don't make that decision. Don't invest in this. Don't do that project. As opposed to when you're, when you're, just starting out, it's people close to you. It's the seven people that you hang out with on the daily basis that are like, oh, well, we're, you know, we're all going this way. And it's not necessarily they're, they're shooting down your dreams or anything like that, but it's, it's, Hey, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the daily decisions. It's the tiny stuff of just like, Hey, let's go do this instead of, you know, working on a project or, Hey, let's, you know, let's do that. Or, Hey, you know, I don't know if you should, you know, film those YouTube videos or even a podcast or whatever it may be. It's the, it's the little things, it's the little habits. It's not even necessarily someone telling you, Hey, don't do that. It's the, it's the, like the habitual actions of just like, okay, let's do this. We're sticking in our rhyme rhythm. Maybe it's not on purpose. Maybe it's not, you know, whatever it may be. Like I said, it's not an an absolute attack on, on you not getting what you need to get done. But that's what I've noticed. It's kind of the, uh, the slow, the slow, you know, etching away of what you're trying to work on. And so, that's the battle I think a lot of us face that are, that are going, you know, going down routes that a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people don't, they may say they do, they may, they may get on board, but you know, for the most part, you know, you know, no one's going to believe in what you believe in as much as you do your dreams, your goals, no one's going to be as about it as you are. And so I think that is, that is something that can be tough and can be the, the, the dream killer early on. Like I said, even if it's not, you know, deliberate of just like, don't do that. Don't go after your goals. Don't go to that school. Don't, you know, don't become a hairstylist. Don't become a painter. Don't, you know, whatever it is, 
it's not necessarily them saying don't do that. It's just the it's just the the small polls. It's the yes, like we'll go do this, or yes, we'll go to this, as opposed to to working on whatever you need to work on. And so, you know, that's the price you pay early on to to earn your dream. And that that earn your dream, you know, idea didn't come from me. That was something I'd either read in a book or heard from somebody. But it was, you know, it, that's the cost of your dream. Just because it's your dream doesn't mean you deserve it. You got to go through that struggle of people not understanding you or you feeling, you know, super insecure about it. You know, getting back on this mic after months and months of me not doing it alone to where I had people to rely on. I had, you know, ideas that I could bounce off of people and they could, you know, reciprocate. And instead of 25 minutes talking to myself, I got, you know, 15 minutes of we're both talking and, and it, it's so much, so much easier. And if, you know, try it out for yourself. It's, it's a monumental difference. And even when you get more people on, it's even better, but just to bounce ideas off of, as opposed to, you know, turning on a hot mic and just going and going and talking, but you know, that's the, the price you pay for your dream. And I never really thought about that. I was, I was always, you know, of the mindset, you know, I'm entitled to this. I, I it's my belief, it's my goal. So I'm going to get it. You know, why isn't it happening? But you know, you got to put in the work, you got to be uncomfortable. You got to, you got to be scared of it and you got to fight through it. Because if not, you're not, you don't really want that dream. You didn't earn that dream. It wasn't really yours to have because you weren't willing to fight for it. You weren't willing to sacrifice for it or do something and get embarrassed for it. And, you know, everyone's different, whether it be, you know, you're nervous about a job interview or, you know, applying to a school or, you know, the route I'm trying to take here where I want to you know, create and, and build a community of people that are just getting after it and, you know, do things that I want to do and, and build something. And, you know, where you're going to be under the scrutiny of, initially now, you know, majority of it is people I know, people I see every day, people, you know, I interact with family members. They're the ones listening to this. They're the ones seeing what I'm putting out. It's not, you know, these thousands and thousands of people that are, you know, that have never met me or I don't have to interact with as opposed to a comment on, you know, YouTube or Facebook saying, oh, you know, this sucks or this is great, whatever it may be. These are people that, you know, Hey, they, they listened to the podcast last night or, Hey, they watched the YouTube video the other week. And you know, you're going to hear about their opinions and whether it be to your face directly or the way they act, or, you know, a slight dig at you whenever, you know, you're ever in an argument, whatever it may be. And you know exactly what I'm talking about whenever, you know, with all that stuff, you, you can tell whenever it's, you know, more serious than, than what's led on. But I think that's the tougher part. I think that's the tougher part is, is when you do know that you're, you're creating or you're doing something that's, that's not necessarily fully believed in by the people that you see every day or that the opinions you trust, that's the tough part about, about going for it. And like I said, as these, as these holidays come around, as the end of the year comes around, I think a lot of people reflect, actually, I know for a fact, a lot of people reflect on, you know, how the year went, where's my life going? You know, I'm getting older, all this, all this stuff, all this perspective change, really comes at the end of the year along with the holidays and breaks and things change and, you know, cuffing season or bulking. Season. I mean, there's a million different things going on as these, as the seasons change and, you know, with that getting, you know, really introspective about it, you know, you're going to have to make decisions and you're going to have to, you're going to have to decide on letting that fear win or, or, you know, being uncomfortable for weeks, months, years until it pays off. And I'm of the mindset of if you put in enough work, it will work. And if I wasn't of that mindset, I wouldn't do any of this. If I thought there was a slight chance that it doesn't work out, 
I wouldn't do any of this because I think, you know, the fear would win if you let that, if you let that creep inside. And I have moments and I've had more moments, as I said, at the end of the year where it's, you know, some things I've reached, some things I've excelled at, other things I've come so much lower than I thought I would be in the, in the time that I have. And you got to realize that, that putting the steps in, putting the work in to where you were years, years ago, last year, you know, Christmas of last year, New Year's of last year, you got to, you got to figure out what you need to continue on and, and keep taking those chances and keep those, those demons out of your head. Because, you know, as of recent, it's, it's super easy to, to you think, you know, you look at this person that's doing what you want to do, job, profession, you know, life they live. And you're like, damn, I'm not them. That's not going to be me, but you got to fight that. As soon as you do, as soon as you tell that to yourself, you got to fight that with every whim. You got to say, no, they're a normal person. And it's hard. It's hard to see whenever people, you know, you know, there's, there's someone who's, who's a, a Harvard graduate or, you know, they grew up rich or whatever the excuse that you tell yourself, why they're, why it's easier for them. It's not true. Yes. People have advantages. People have this, people have that, but there's no one that doesn't look like you that hasn't done it before. And so, so coming to terms with that and, and battling those demons within your own mind is the biggest thing, especially with, you know, as you, whether you make new year's resolutions, if you think it's bullshit, whatever, as you get more introspective, just realizing that, you know, those demons are going to come and, and the toughest steps are at the beginning. Once you, you know, when you have no momentum, it's tough to get the ball rolling. But as soon as you do, you know, the, the shit talking, the issues that come up, the excuses you tell yourself, those are going to fade. As soon as you get some speed, those are going to fade. And um, convincing myself of that whenever times are low, whenever things aren't going your way, whenever you're disappointing yourself, you know, everyone can talk and people can not believe in you. But when you disappoint yourself, that's the toughest because you're the one that looks in the mirror and goes, what the fuck did you do? Why? Why are you making these decisions? Why are you why are you holding off? Why are you procrastinating? You know, time's ticking. Time time is is constantly moving. And the older you get, the quicker it moves. And and just knowing that now's the time to do it and forcing yourself to do it. I didn't I didn't I wanted to, to film this podcast. I wanted it to be, you know, with with all the the co-hosts and everything like that. And, you know, I was worried about getting back on the mic alone. And as I said earlier, but it's about pulling the trigger. It's courage and action. It's two things. Get the courage, fake the courage, whatever you need to do, and then pull the trigger. Action. That's all you need. You need a courage for five seconds and then you need action. And that's it. So I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, I love making these. We're back. I'm, uh, I'm going to see how long of a streak I can go on of making these every week. It was a two-week hiatus. We were on a good streak before that. Um, I apologize. There will be more episodes coming soon. I appreciate everybody that listens. If you could give this a share, it really helps out. We've been growing slowly but steady, and I absolutely love it. And if you want to DM me some ideas that really helps out or some thoughts on what I said in this episode, at Jack Hummel on everything, you can leave it on a comment on YouTube, Instagram, at Jack Hummel for everything. And uh, we'll be making more episodes soon. And like I said, there's a lot of big projects coming. And um, we're going to change the world. So I appreciate you all for being here. Get after it. Go for it. No matter how tough it is, no matter what other people tell you, and no matter what you tell yourself, don't listen to it. Not everything you think is you. So get after it. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks.